What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, February 9th, 2018, and you guys are listening to episode number 343. Wow, we're almost at 350. That's crazy. Uh, 343, guys. How the heck is everybody doing? I know this is a quick turnaround. I told you it would be. Uh, the last one had to come out a few days late due to my um, gruesome leg injury, which I found out was the worst sprain you could have without a break, but it is not broken. So that is the good news. Uh, it is just uncomfortable and painful, but getting better every day. Uh, and I told you guys we'd have a quick turnaround. So here we are Friday, uh, only a few days later. But uh, still, a lot of stuff to talk about and a lot to rant about. I'm, I'm going to rant today, guys. I am in a fucking mood. I am in a mood. So you're going to, this is going to be definitely one uh, filled with, it's going to be one of those. If you've been a loyal listener, uh, if you've wrote, you know, wrote me a letter and uh, or uh, hit me up on email saying, wow, man, I love when you get like that. Those are my favorite ones. Well, buckle up because this is going to be one. Uh, that you guys enjoy. All right, I'm fired up. I just had a coffee. I'm well rested, okay? And uh, we got a lot of shit to talk about, even though it is a quick turnaround. I'm going to talk about the uh, absolute sickening video I saw in Philadelphia. I'm going to talk about the center from the Eagles in his ridiculous outfit, talking all that shit. I'm going to talk about... um, Uh, a new diet, a movie I saw, another movie that's coming out. I got a bunch of um, unacceptables. Okay, Uh, I think some some of your unacceptables from you guys. So sit back, relax, and enjoy TVE 343. I always love when they rhyme. I always love when that sentence rhymes. Um, So I'm going to do these... I'm going to do these um, sponsors the amazing sponsors of the show, and then we are going to get into uh, the Verzi Effect uh, episode. Guys, the Verzi Effect is sponsored by none other than one of my favorite products in the world, Chassis for Men Premium Body Powder. Uh, Chassis for Men, man care for down there. No more smelly balls. No more uh, chafing. No more sweating down there. No more odor. No more nothing. Down by your man parts. That's right. With this amazing Hydro Shield technology, this powder will give you all day protection from what I just mentioned chafing, sweat, odor, nothing bad in it. No talc, no aluminum, no parabens, no menthol. Just an amazing, amazing powder that will keep you dry all fucking day long. It is incredible. One bottle will last you up to four months, even if you use it every single day. Okay. Um, this product is blowing up everywhere. Uh, for everybody, just, you know, just for walking around in everyday life or athletes, all that stuff. It's an amazing product and it is exploding on the scene. And it's the favorite thing that I use. Uh, it is the f- my best product when I come out of the shower and before the shower, cause I got a shower primer and extreme cream and it's amazing. And I asked you guys last week, um, anybody that has used this product and heard about it from me, don't just, uh, write me and saying, Oh, I love it. Give me a little, uh, review. I'd love to, I'd love to um, listen to what you have to say and um, read your review on what the product has actually done for you and uh, if you got it. So don't just send it, just send me all of that stuff on um, Unacceptables for TVE to the email. I'd love to, uh, to read those. You can get your bottle of Chassis and your Chassis products today at ChassisForMen.com or on Amazon and you spell Chassis C-H-A-S-S-I-S. Man care for down there, guys. Um, it, it's it's the best. All right? So please check out Chassis for Men. And also, if you have a pooch and he's, he's acting up, contact my guy, the best guy, the best dog whisperer there is, uh, Coach Mike, City Living Dog. Go to all of his... Uh, Go to all of his social media. Go to his YouTube channels. Type in City Living Dog Coach Mike. Watch what he does. He puts out amazing videos, and uh, he's been doing this for almost 20 years. He's an excellent, excellent dog trainer who's worked with uh, yours truly's dog, uh, Lloyd, and uh, he's helped Lloyd. 
Uh, and All Things Comedy, guys. Go to All Things Comedy for your favorite comedy podcast, your favorite comedy albums, comedy content. They're putting TV shows out now. It's it's amazing. So check out allthingscomedy.com um, and follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy. Let's get to the show. TVE for uh, th- shit, shit. I wanted to rhyme it like with the energy that I got right now. TVE three four three. Um, I'm t- guys. I just can't do it with these fucking superhero movies anymore. Now they're doing Venom. Now they're they, you know, and you got to and and like the they, see. Here's a problem. This is the problem. I figured it out. Superhero movies. Okay, here's the problem with them. The trailer makes you think you're about to see something you've never seen in fucking cinema before. You're just like, holy shit, this is, you know, Tom Hardy waking up on a hospital bed, strapped down. Isn't it funny? It's always like they're strapped down, their arms are down, they don't know where they are, they're disheveled and sweaty. Then they get angry and the doctor doesn't think they're going to get up and they fucking rip the cord and they jump out of the fucking window and then somebody comes in and says, what happened? And the window's broken with a breeze coming in. It's fucking enough. And here's the thing. I don't, you can't blame Hollywood for making these fucking movies because these morons keep going to see it. Still, I'll say this. Still, still, after all of these superhero movies that have come out, all of them, Okay, I'm talking from fucking Michael Keaton, Batman. Uh, uh, yeah, to the to the first Spider-Man back in the... All of these, you can count on one hand the good ones. Okay? First of all, The Dark Knight still is the best one. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger is like the godfather of, of superhero movies. Okay, from beginning to end, it was just great, great story. Gary Oldman is just the best. Um... You know, with the exception of Christian Bale, where is it, Alfred? Without, you know, him sounding like he's got a fucking asthma attack every time he talks. Other than that, that was the shit, okay? The one um, with the Avengers, the the original Avengers, I mean, the first Avengers with all of them, Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk and all that, that's a good one, too. That was up there, although I was hammered on Blue Moons on a, a red eye, hammered flying from Dallas, Texas, back home. But... Um, yeah, so with th- those two, you know, one of the Spider-Mans was decent. Um, one of the Iron Mans, I guess was decent, but it's just getting to the point where it's like, let's go back to every superhero or every super or villain of a superhero, get their comic book and turn it into a movie. And I know it's turning into a billion, billion dollar thing, but like, it's just enough and I know some of you people are, are disagreeing right now. I don't give a shit. I'm an adult. Here, let's. I want to see the movies. Where are the movies? Superhero movies. I want. I want to just see how many there have been. How many they have? There's. Yeah. There's. Okay. There's Avengers. Then there's Suicide Squad. Oh, then there was that horrific one, Green Lantern. Uh. Then there was. Uh, are they doing a single one with the Hulk? Then they did two bad superhero, uh, bad Superman ones. Then they did uh, uh, Batman versus Superman. I heard that was an absolute debacle. All right, Ant Man I liked. Ant Man was actually good. A Daredevil stunk. You know, it's just like I, I mean, and I, listen, I don't want to say stunk like. Oh, I liked the first Thor. The first Thor was good, but then I didn't know if I needed fucking, you know, eighteen of them. It's just. And here's why I get upset. I know what you're saying. Paul, why do you care? Why are you complaining? People like it. Let it go see. Because here's why. Because it's deceiving. It's deceiving. You think, oh, finally they came out with one. And the Dark Knight ruined it because the Dark Knight was so good. So you're just chasing that. Fucking Venom now. And I think Venom is cool. The costume is cool. The 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 whole thing is really cool. But it, it, I just, I you know, coming, I can't spend fucking $50 to go watch another superhero movie. And here's the other thing. They're going to keep making remakes. So you might as well go see if something else, something different. That's another way they get you. Because I don't want to see fucking the next Miss Doubtfire. You know, Robin Williams, rest his soul. But, you know, Lord knows something like that's going to come out. They're remaking, they're remaking everything. It's just, I mean, what happened to just creative minds? Say what you want about Tim Burton, that crazy fuck. 
All right, say what you want about him. At least he lets his crazy imagination come to paper and then the screen and you just go with it and it's original and different. At least you see that shit. Now it's like, all right, grab any comic book off the rack and we'll make a movie about that. Or grab every great movie from 1970 to the year 2000 and let's remake it. But I mean, I can't keep watching these superhero movies. These fucking guys running around the city. It's the same story. It's the same story every time. He's, you know, he sleeps in a lair or he's just, you know, is is or he's rich in a suit, but then he's the guy on the top of the building who it gets revealed and you found out he killed your father. It's just, it's just fucking ridiculous. It's the same thing. You know, how many movies you got to see where a guy's hovering over the bridge holding up a fucking crane and he's about to drop it on innocent people and you have a choice to make? How many of these superhero movies you have a choice to make? The fairies even in Batman. You got a choice to which one you're going to blow up. Or in Superman, are you going to let the, the bus die? Or are you going to fucking let your girlfriend die? It's like, yeah, I'm going to let my girlfriend die. I'm going to let my girlfriend fucking die. She knows what I do for a living. She knows what I do. Listen, here's the thing, honey. This is the deal. I'd sit her down at dinner and I'd go, look, here's what happens. Okay, at night when you go to sleep and everybody's asleep, I put on tights and I go and I fight crime. <laughs> okay, that's what I do. That's what this is about. So in the case of innocent people on a bus, okay, being dangled from a bridge or you, you know, with in the hands of the villain and he's going to fucking make you just explode into the water. Uh you know, you're going you're going down. That's it. So are we going let's let's eat the salmon, let's eat the chicken and just have an understanding. This way I don't have that choice to make cuz you know I'm going to save the kids. All right. What is it? Is it going to be a bus full of kindergartners uh you know that I'm going to save or am I am I worried about you? I mean, it's 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 kind of simple if you think about it. It's kind of simple. It's, I mean, that's what it's coming down. That's what it is. It's a choice. It's always a choice of a loved one, isn't it? Or revenge of a loved one. That's the one thing that was really cool about the Heath Ledger thing and the uh, Joker. Because that he had no agenda. He was just nuts. He just, like, that, that was one of the greatest lines when Michael Caine said, some people just want to see the world burn. You know, where he was, like, burning money. And he just was doing things because he was just a menace. Literally a menace to society. And, and, you know, he just didn't care. And it was just about blowing stuff up and, and doing that. That was like the cool thing. Cause there was no, like, you know, like, remember he said, oh, my father was this, but then his father wasn't. He kept changing his story of why he was nuts, but he was just nuts. I actually liked that. That's another reason why that movie was good. Now it's like, yeah, but do you know who killed your grandfather that night? The guy's like, no, don't sit. You know? Yeah. It was me. I had to. And now I'm going to kill you. You son of a bitch. It's the same fucking thing. I mean, at some point, do we have to like, oh, I, one thing I saw, uh, one thing I saw, I, I guess now that we're on movies, I might as well make this the movie part of the, of the episode. This is TVE 343, everybody. Coming at you with a quick turnaround like I told you I would. Also got a Patreon uh, update. Uh, uh, Patreon came out um, today and another one's coming out too. So you guys get a bunch of TVE this week. As promised, thank you guys for your subscription. Keep going. Uh, By the way, by the way, saw a movie that a lot of you guys are going to be like, Paul, that's a six-year-old or seven-year-old movie. Why did it take you so long to see? Here's why. Because with all these streaming options and a million things to see constantly all the fucking time, I cannot choose. Okay, there's just too much. So I was scrolling through last night. Uh, I had my leg up, my left leg. You got to keep it elevated so I can't really do much. So I'm like, let me watch a movie because Shark Tank was over. And I came across this movie, Goon. And I loved it. Goon was um, Jay Baruchel. He he did the movie. Um, if you guys didn't see it, it's really fucking really funny, man. Really good movie. Um, it is about basically a hockey player. Uh, wait, is it is that how they? Yeah. So it's 2011, and the cast is um, it's actually a really good cast. The cast was uh. uh Sean William Scott, the guy who played Stifler, is the goon. Um, Jay Baruchel, he was one of the friends in um, Knocked Up. 
and he's been in a bunch of movies. He was he's also the voice of the main character um, in uh, How to Train Your Dragon one and two. Uh, and who else is in it? Then there is uh, the guy from uh, Oh yeah, uh, Lee Schreiber. He's in it, and he plays. So uh, so basically, what it's about is um, Sean William Scott is just he's just. A guy not doing much. He's a bouncer in a bar. He loves hockey, but he can't really play. And then he goes to a hockey game, and one of the hockey players comes into the crowd because he's his friend is talking shit, and he knocks the hockey player out. The coach saw it. Coach is like, hey, man, how would you like to just be like an enforcer? You don't have to really play hockey, but you just go in the game and kick the shit out of somebody if we need you to. Next thing you know, he becomes really good at it, and it's awesome. It was actually really good. I, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I think that you guys would too. So if you didn't see it, but some really funny parts, and uh, it was it was really fucking entertaining. So there you go. But original, original. It wasn't. Let's see how many here. I, I'm gonna make a prediction right now. Okay, I'm gonna make a superhero movie prediction. Well, they're already doing. Uh, they're already doing Aquaman, right? So let's superheroes. Let's just see. I'm just going to type in superheroes and we'll see. And then we'll make a prediction of who, how many movies are going to come out soon. Let's do that. Okay, here we go. Superheroes. So they already did the Hulk. Now they're doing the Avengers. They did a Wolverine, right? They did an Iron Man. Who's the guy with the arrow, the bow and arrow? They might do a separate one of him, but who knows? Uh, They did Deadpool. They did Green Lantern. They did... uh, Oh, yeah, and then they did the, what's it called? Then they did the one with the doctor. Yeah, then they did Wonder Woman. I mean, yeah, I think they did them all. I don't even think there's any more to do. Captain America, they did. You know, maybe they're probably one day, maybe what they'll do is they'll do a Just a Robin, unless I'm wrong and they already did it. But what about Just a Robin? Or like what made Batman make Robin his boy. Maybe they'll do that. Black Panther's out, of course. What else do they have coming? They got Ant-Man. Thor. Yeah, they did, they're doing it all. Now they're going to the villains. So now it's going to be a bunch of the villain movies. And again, I am all for it if it's good, but the movies, it's just... I mean, that. let's be honest, guys. That shit with Bane, Tom Hardy... Like living in the sewers and shit. I mean, it fuck. It was te- it stunk. It was entertaining for fifteen minutes. So you're just like, what are we doing here? All right, I'm done. I've been ranting about superhero movies for too long. Here we go. All right, there we go. I saw the movie Goon. I liked it. Um, so if you haven't seen that, that's when I see. And uh, there you go. So sorry about the ranting. The movies are done. That's it. Let's continue to rant about. I don't even know what to, I mean, I got a couple unacceptables here. I got a couple unacceptables here. But you know what? This one will be... I'm just going to rant, guys. I'm sorry. It's one of those shows, okay? Every now and again, I just have to go. So we'll put this under the unacceptable categories, but I'm going to do a couple. I saw footage of something that really... I'm not even joking. It actually borderline saddened me. Because I'm somewhat happy for Philadelphia. Like I said, I I had a connection with those people performing at the Wells Fargo Center where the 76ers and Flyers play. I really, really did. And um, they were great to me. And it was just a really cool thing. Like I said, I had a better time there than I did in Madison Square Garden. Uh, They're in the division of my New York football giants, so it's hard to root for them. And I probably, yeah, and I was rooting for the Patriots for the reason I told you. I wanted the Patriots to win because I wanted the Giants to be the only team to do it. Okay, but now that I, I have close friends that, that have um, loved the Eagles and wait, we're waiting for the Eagles to win, and whatever. I, I don't really hate the players on this Eagles team. I don't hate the coach. I like both quarterbacks. It's a fine. It's, it's not that, you know, bad. Listen, every once in a while, a team that hasn't won is going to win, okay? But seeing these people going into a convenience store and running around where the workers scared behind the fucking thing for the simple reason of trashing the place, stealing, trampling over each other in your own city was fucking disgraceful. 
It was absolutely unacceptable, and it was I've never seen it done anywhere else. And I never understood, I never understood flipping cars over in your neighborhood. But like the one that really got me was when I saw the looting, the looting of 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 the store. If you guys haven't seen it, it's fucking despicable and unacceptable. And again, there's great people in Philadelphia who probably feel the same way. So I'm not saying, but when you watch it, it was like, it was this convenience store, sliding doors, they open up, almost like a 7-Eleven or whatever, and just people come pouring into this place. And people are scared, other people, and they're just looting. They're putting their hoods up, they're just fucking one guy just taking beef jerky, just throwing beef jerky in his fucking thing, using it as an excuse to steal. But then, listen, and I'm all for if you're hungry. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even trying to be a dick or rude. If you're hungry and there's a place and like Slim Jims are just on the floor and you're broke, picking up a Slim Jim and running, it's not ideal. It's not the good thing to do. But like if somebody was homeless, I guess I should say, and you see like a Le- a Jack Link's beef jerky packet on the floor. You pick it up and you throw it. You run out. It's like, hey, shit happens. A situation presented itself. Opportunity, whatever. I live in a box, whatever. These people had like expensive jerseys on and were dressed up nice. And they started just kicking racks down. They're stealing. They're throwing. It was just fucking mayhem and chaos, and I thought it was fucking despicable, and I thought it was uh, really unacceptable and shitty. So that's that's one of the things that I saw that I was just like, what are these people doing? Seriously, like, what are you doing? All right? Here's my other unacceptable. Like a dickhead, okay, I go into this place to get fucking lunch. I'm excited. You know when you're excited, and I saw on the menu, I saw um, tuna fish. Now, I'm particular with my tuna fish, Okay? Um, tuna fish has to be a certain way for me to eat it. And I was, uh, like, let me try this. So I go to this really good place in my neighborhood and they make a homemade, um, they make a homemade, what's it called? They make a homemade tuna fish. So I was like, give me just a little bit. I taste it and it was delicious. And I go, man, that's good. But then I look up and I see grilled chicken with peppers or whatever, grilled chicken. And I was like, oh, how's that? They're like, that's really good too. Anyway, after testing the, the, the tuna, okay, and loving it, I decide I'll get the tuna another time. Let me get this grilled chicken, panini, whatever, you know. I get it. And it was shredded grilled chicken. So it wasn't like grilled chicken. It was like shredded, pulled grilled chicken with tomato, onion, and then some like lazy like ricotta like some, I had to like pull the cheese off and it was disappointing and it was disappointing. And I was excited to sit down and drink my coffee, have my water, coffee, sit down, read and eat this sandwich. And it just didn't do it knowing in the back of my mind, holy shit, I should have got the tuna fish sandwich because that tuna fish sandwich is fucking delicious. Okay. So unacceptable on my part, try something the same way. I picked the team to win in a prediction, and then when I bet, I change it, second-guessing myself. I did it again with food. Nothing is worse than a disappointing lunch when you're in the mood for a certain lunch. Nothing is worse than that. Um, I'll get to the sports, too, in a second, because there's another fucking rant I have, all right? There's another rant. This is all fire today, guys. Just venom today. TVE, episode 343. Um, I, I'll get to the sports. Let me, I'll check out your guys' unacceptables, but yeah. So there's, those are my unacceptables today. And I'm on Weight Watchers with these points, which I'll talk about, but I'm doing Weight Watchers and, uh, you get points and it's a great system. It's working. I'm losing weight, but you don't want to ruin your points on something disappointing, you know, cause with Weight Watchers, I can have a little tiny piece of dessert. Weight Watchers even makes their own desserts. Or I can have, let's say, a slice of pizza. I mean, that'll take up like a quarter of my points for the day. So I got to be careful. But I don't mind doing that because I like pizza. I like a dessert. Eggs are no points. Chicken is no points. Certain meats are no points. Turkey, no points. Fruits and vegetables, no points. So I could fucking just eat, eat that, all that and be fine. It's the other thing that are points. And um, to ruin some of those points on a disappointing lunch 
And by the way, if you guys are trying to lose weight and they're not a sponsor of mine, I'm not trying to sell anything for Weight Watchers, but the new program, DJ Khaled uh, announced it, and it's it's actually really amazing. The new program is uh, it's called the Weight Watchers Freestyle. You get the app on your phone. It even comes with a barcode scanner. So you could just hit the scanner and just scan the barcode on the thing. It'll tell you how many points and the serving size you could have and all that stuff. And it's amazing. And, uh, you know, it really knocks out snacking at night. It lets you really have to pick and choose, but then you get into the habit. It really works. My wife is doing it. It's working for her. It's working for me. So um, I suggest, fuck, they should be paying me for this. But I suggest getting the um, getting the app and trying it because it's uh, it's it definitely uh, helps for sure. But uh, yeah, so I just I'm sitting there and it was just one of those times where it was like if my lunch would have tasted good today, it would have been such a good productive afternoon. You know, I got to sleep in a little bit. I had a little meeting over the phone about about something that I'm working on, a project that I'm going to be working on this year, and that went well. And um, put a Patreon out there, you know, did a bunch of stuff. And I was like, man, if my lunch is going to go good, this will be great. And no, it wasn't. It was the one thing, the one thing that, of course, went shitty. So there you have it. Let's get to your guys unacceptable. All right, here we go. Uh, okay, don't. yeah, we got a couple. Don't have many just because of the quick turnaround. But uh, let's see what we have here. Here we go. This one. Your guys unacceptables. Uh, please send your unacceptables to unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. I'll do your guys unacceptables. Then I'm going to get to uh, sports because there's something else that's been um, been bugging me. So we'll go from there. Um, this is from Jason. Unacceptable. Hey, Paul. I have a quick unacceptable for you. I work at a grocery store, Paul. And every time I think that I've seen everything, something new comes around. So, Paul, everyone has seen people just putting things back uh, wherever they want. So, so that would uh, not be worthy of an unacceptable. And this is what happened. All right, here we go. Uh, so, Paul, I was walking. Uh, I was walking the store looking for things that were not in their place. Uh, and, Paul, as I oh, you love saying my name. I love it. You're one of those. I got a friend like that. It's just before every sentence. It's hilarious. Uh, And Paul, as I'm walking past the cereal, I see some animal put ice cream in the cereal section, which is on its own, (laughs) which on its own is nothing new. What makes this crazy is whoever put in there took the time to move six ice cream boxes off the shelf, then put the ice cream behind it, and then took time to neatly put all six back neatly. Yeah, that's sick. Now, Paul, what I'm uh, wondering is how the fuck is somebody such a fucking animal that instead of just bringing it up to the cashier, con- uh, considering they have to go uh, there anyway to pay for all the other crap uh, they have to buy uh, to put into their fat fucking mouth and just tell me they don't want it. Instead, they decided to uh, work as a fucking grocery clerk for a few minutes and move the cereal around to hide the tub of fucking ice cream. Uh, lock these animals up in a cage and make them pack out cereal for the rest of their damn life. Love the show, Paul. Thanks, Jason. Well, thank you, Jason. Now, I will say this. Me and my wife are definitely guilty sometimes of like, okay, leaving the bread at the counter if we realize we already got one or don't want it. Or, hey, you know what? I don't need these bananas. I jumped the gun and putting it down. Or, hey, this box of cereal, I'll leave it here. Um, We only do that if it's an issue with the kids. They're tired. We're in a rush. We have to get out. But we never do anything inconsiderate like the ice cream thing. I have two thoughts on the ice cream thing. I think it's somebody who's just being a dick and just wants it to melt and is just being an asshole. Or they... I mean, I don't understand why not just leave it. Plus, it's fro. I mean, yeah, that's just inconsiderate. Because if it's a frozen product, it's got to go back in the freezer at that point, I would imagine. Because I feel like, you know, you know this thing is going to melt. If it's pizza that's frozen or waffles, it's going to get... Um, they're going to get unfrozen and soggy and then just go bad. And now you're wasting it. Why not? If it's a frozen thing, I think the etiquette in a supermarket is you have to go back. If it's a dry good that you could leave somewhere, it, it, it'll eventually make its way back. That's what I think. But I think you're 100% right. 
Uh, and thank you for the unacceptable. The ice cream behind the cereal is definitely a dick move. Definitely a dick move. But the nice thing is you guys got cameras all over the joint, so you can find out who did it. You know, and then when they come back again, say, hey, we got you on tape. We got you on tape. And I know that for a fact, because when I was a young punk, 16 years old, I tried stealing cigarettes from a uh, right, uh, uh, shop right. Shop right, I think. Yeah. And, um, yep, I'll never forget that day. I told my friends, I never get caught stealing. I'll tell you, and I just kept putting cigarettes down my pants, cigarettes down my pants. And then, um, as I'm walking out the door, the guy just an office door open. The guy grabs me by my arm, pulls me in, sits down, calls my mother, and my mother comes walking in like 15 minutes later, with my little brother in one hand and my little sister in the other, and they must have been fucking seven and eight at the time, if that, maybe six and seven, and my mother just goes, "You idiot." And I go, no, I wasn't stealing. He goes, oh, no. And he took out this joystick and he showed me every camera. The place was laced. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. Oh, this is nice. This is nice. I think this is nice. Uh, so unacceptable. Oh, the picture was nice. Never mind. I guess this is not. This is, um, oh, my God. Don't even tell me what I'm about to read here because I'm in a mood. This one is from Bob. So unacceptable. Have you seen this bullshit? Okay, in a nutshell, let me read. Okay, so th- this is a picture that Bob sent me of a daddy-daughter dance of dads dressed in suits dancing with their daughters. And it says, father-daughter dance. He sent me the link. Canceled. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Oh, no. This is going to get me going now. Oh, Bob, why'd you do it to me today? So, basically, the father-daughter dance in this town was scrapped. Canceling a father-daughter dance uh, is an incredible example of political correctness gone out of control. School cancers father-daughter dance because of uh, DE's uh, gender guidelines. You know what? I'm not even going to fucking read it or watch the thing. Uh, I mean, I'll read your unacceptable, but I'm not reading the whole link. Um, And it says, in a nutshell, the Department of Education adopted a policy last year that demanded schools throughout New York scrap any gender-based activities that do not serve an educational purpose. And apparently, one such gender-based activity is a long tradition of the father-daughter dances held by many schools. My daughter is 14 now, and those father-daughter dances are some of the best memories, are some of my best memories as a dad. You experience it for, uh, for the first time. Unacceptable PCBS. I, I got to tell you something right now, man. All right. This is this is truly an example of what is wrong with our country and what is wrong with people. And if anybody pulls back on you on this, anybody goes at you on this, you tell them to go fuck themselves. I'm not even kidding. Go fuck yourself and what you think is politically correct and unacceptable. It is a father-daughter fucking dance. All right? You want to make a father transgender fucking dance? Do it. You want to make a father-son dance? Fucking do it. Do whatever you want to do and nobody should have any, everybody should be fine with it. Okay? I am fine with transgender people. I am fine with gay people. And I'm fine with, obviously, I'm fine with everybody. Every race. Come on. I mean, that's that's an obvious thing. I don't need to say that. Okay? And, and, And if you're not fine with that, then that's your own fucking problem and you need to work that shit out. But this shit right here is so fucking wrong. And it's so disgraceful. All right, being at that daughter dance with my little girl, I was actually driving in the car yesterday, okay, and I actually had memories of it. I remembered how she was glowing. I remembered how happy she was. I remember a slow dance, and there was an Ed Sheard song that came on, and me and my daughter had this amazing dance together and all these things, and it is a memory that I will take with me for the rest of my life. And I'll tell you another thing, not even just a memory that I'll get next year with her and a memory that I'll get the year after, no. The memory that I had last week, okay, for the first time dressing up with my little girl, seeing her in that environment, seeing myself in that environment with her, dancing with her, was something so amazing. And for this shit, it, it, it just goes to show that, that so much of it is wrong. So much of it is fucking wrong and out of control. Not just this. This is nothing. This is nothing. Go look at what some people are protesting. It's fucking ridiculous. It really is fucking ridiculous and, and un- it's Bob, it's so beyond unacceptable and I appreciate you f- for bringing it to light. 
You know, I don't know if you guys saw, but my 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 dear friend, my best friend, and my mentor, Bill Burr, was on Conan this week, and he talked about um, he did a show for the military, or he did a show uh, in Reno, and he does a joke about the military and how not all of them are heroes. A lot of them are, but not all of the jobs. Like the guy pointing in the direction for the plane to go, and it's really funny. And a guy marched down and was like, "You need to have some fucking respect." And Bill was like, "Just you know." He said that there were veterans laughing at the joke and he had to put the guy in his place. And then Bill did a joke where he said, yeah, I did this one joke. I started the joke. You could watch it on Conan. So it's nothing that I'm saying that you guys wouldn't know if you saw it on Conan. But then he talks about how um, he talks about how he's like, yeah, you know, uh, sexual harassment is women's fault. Totally joking and doesn't think that. But he said he started a joke that way. And the whole place like turned on, or didn't turn on, but got all weird and quiet. It's like, no, 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 it was a joke. It's so ridiculous. I don't think that. But nobody wants to hear that. You know, and these are all examples of like, I never thought that, you know, stand-up comedians were the last line of defense of freedom of speech. But the more that I hear that and the more that I see, it really is true. And when you see what the political correctness going on, it's so fucking ridiculous. But to have the daddy-daughter dance um, is just an example of it in its extremest form. Um, it's so ridiculous. And to, to strip that memory away is a fucking disgrace. To the point where if my kid's school did it, I would actually go to the people there and talk about pulling my kids out of the school. I'm not even Like, if they said we're taking it around because of gender guidelines, I would take my kids out of the fucking school. Or I would, I, I would, I would have such a fucking problem with that. It would be, it would be beyond ridiculous. Just a bunch, it's just a bunch of fucking babies out there. Just a bunch of babies who don't know how to fucking, you know, deal with anything properly. So they just cry about it or it's just so wrong and fucked up. You know, there's a prime example of letting a, a, a crazy group of extreme nut jobs, you know, fucking make everybody go take such crazy, ridiculous measures. Oh, sickening. Oh, Bob, why'd you do it to me, Bob? You know, even though I was spitting uh, some fire today, I didn't need this. I didn't, I feel my, I feel my fucking blood pressure going up as I read it. What sucked is when I first read it, I go, oh, this is nice. And you see all these little girls in dresses standing on their daddy's feet and they're all dressed up nice. And then all of a sudden I just hear father daughter dance, incredible example, political correctness gone out of control. And I'm like, no, don't do it. And of course it had to happen. Oh my God. That's fucking nuts. All right, here we go. This one's from Kurt. Kurt, how are we doing on time over here? All right, we're almost 40 minutes in. All right, here are we doing on time. Uh, Paul, I'm going to have to make... This is from Kurt, everybody. Paul, I'm going to have to make you my unacceptable. What the hell were you doing driving the rack <laughs> when you're draining triples? Keep shooting while the hand is hot. And then he gave me the emoji hand fire and then uh, laughing. You know what, Kurt? Here's why. Because when my three starts dropping, when my outside shot starts dropping, okay, um, that's when I'm a threat on the outside and they're going to play me closer. So when they play me closer, I can then take it to the hole. And mind you, the first game we won, I had... I had, uh, in a game to 11, I hit three threes and I had another, I had another one. And mind you, I'm playing against bigger guys that are really good. I mean, some of these guys played in college. I'm playing against guys that were in way better shape than me and good, but I had the shot. So in the second game, I got more respect from the outside line, took it to the hole. I actually hit two shots in the paint. I had a floater and a finger roll that went in. Then I missed a layup. I missed an easy layup, which pissed me off. And then I came down the lane and I went against this monster and I threw up another floater. And then that's when my ankle came down. So I tried to mix it up. Um, but I appreciate the unacceptable. And um, yeah, it's uh, it is what it is, but I don't think my sneakers were tied good enough and I needed to have better uh, high tops on. Uh, thank you for that. All right. And, uh, here we go. This one is from, uh, this is not an unacceptable, but this is from Drew and Drew is making me, he's explaining to me the catch from the Super Bowl that I talked about with Ertz. Dear Verzi, you said you were confused about the Ertz catch in the Super Bowl. Let me do my best to explain it. He catches the ball, then turns upfield. At that point, he is a runner. No, 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 I understand what happened. This is why the Steeler fans were mad about the catch that got reversed uh, 
in the winding seconds uh, uh, of their final regular season game. They thought the player had turned upfield and become a runner. The earth catch was ruled correctly on the field and correctly upheld. Once you become a runner, as soon as the ball breaks the plane, <clears throat> the end zone is a touchdown. Whether the ball comes out at that point is uh, irrelevant, provided he has control of the ball when it breaks the plane. Love the podcast and your stand-up. Hope this helps. No, Drew, you're absolutely right. And when I watched the Ertz play again, um, I realized that it's not a, it wasn't an incomplete catch because he caught the ball, then he took more than two steps, which is a football move, and then he came down. Um, absolutely on that. The Steelers won. The, the rule should be changed for the Steelers one to still be a touchdown. Uh, I believe that if the ball crosses the plane in your possession, I don't think you need to finish the play, uh, especially when you're already on the ground. It just makes no sense to me, and I think from what I've heard, they are going to change the rule. Okay, the ruling on the the rule on the field, like I said before, growing up, it was always that when the ball crosses the plane of the goal line, I don't give a fuck what happens after that. All right, if you get shot in the chest as you're going down, you, it's, you, you get you still the ball crosses, but it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. So that's I think what they're going to the Ertz thing when I watched it more, and even when he did fumble it, it looked like it never lost his possession, and then he caught it again. I have no problem with that. I will tell you this, though. One call that I know Collinsworth got a lot of shit for it, but the one call that they that they got wrong, and I'm not trying to be a dick to Eagle fans here. I'm really not, because I think they would have scored anyway. Um, but and, and I think it's a bullshit rule. Again, I think it's a bullshit rule. I think it should have been a touchdown anyway. So don't, I don't want any Eagles fans to go, what the fuck? I'm not, I'm not saying that. But the touchdown in the back of the end zone, okay, when he caught it and one foot came down, then he switches hands to the left. There's actually a still shot online of the ball, not in his hand or in his arm. It's actually floating there. He's got, he, he can get it. He's going to get it because it's, 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 he has it cradled, but he doesn't have control of it. And his toe is on the out of bounds line that Collinsworth was right about that. That play, and and either way, let's just say you take that, you guys still win the game by one. I'm not saying that to be a dick, or but I'm just saying if you want to talk about wrong calls, I think that when you watch the still shot, it was definitely, I think if that's a regular season game, I think that that definitely comes back. But the Ertz play, absolutely. And again, at the end of the day, uh, the last thing I'll say about the Super Bowl, at the end of the day, Nick Foles played his ass off. And the defense got that fumble, which was the difference in the game. And the Eagles deserve to win that football game. And they deserve to win a Super Bowl, period. I mean, that's all that you could say. That's it. That's that's it. So uh, thank you, Drew, for letting me know that. Thank you guys for the unacceptable. The one that Bob said will stick with me all day. Uh, you know. And I love the last thing you said. Uh, and this is something that people need to really understand. He said, my daughter is 14 now, and those father-daughter dances are some of my best memories as a dad. You experienced it for the first time. Unacceptable PCBS. I'm going to end the unacceptables on that because that's fucking way too much. Okay. Uh, thank you, guys. If you guys would like to submit your unacceptables to the lovely TVE Verzi Effect podcast, send them to unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. And again, guys, please uh, let me know, write in, um, you know, write in on all of them, right? Let me know if what you guys think of the, all of the sponsors, all things comedy, chassis, city living dog, and, uh, and let me know what you guys uh, think. And if you're going to them and, and anything like that, any suggestions, all that stuff. So I thank you for that. Now let's continue this rant. Speaking of little girls, I got to go get my little girl from school soon, but, um, Here's I definitely want to continue something that uh, is going to keep me in this mood of a little bit of uh, a fire today. And it has to do with the NBA and the NBA's uh, trade deadline, which ended yesterday at 3 p.m. And a lot of moves were made that, uh, you know, some were good, some were bad, but something very frustrating that I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if you guys saw, but, you know, yesterday at 3 o'clock it ended. And a bunch of teams made made some moves. The Knicks got this Moutier kid, point guard. Uh, I don't know how smart of a move that was. Uh, we already have Frank Nelikina, the the French kid, but it doesn't really matter. Porzingis is hurt. The Knicks are going to stink again. It just got pushed back another two years from any progress. 
because they're the Knicks and it's like a curse. I, I don't even know, you know what to say about that. Other teams made some moves. But guys, if you saw what the Cleveland Cavaliers did, it's it's just... Look, let me preface this by saying LeBron James is one of truly one of the greatest basketball players to ever walk on this earth. He really is. Just one of the greatest ever. He's, um, you know... For 6'8", six, 6'9", six, he could play four positions. He's so agile for his size. I got to, you know, see him up close and, and personal right there uh, at Madison Square Garden. Nine rows back, and he's just such an unbelievably unique, amazing player. And truly, can argue, one of the greatest players to ever live. That being said, and I'll even say this, I know people that know LeBron James. I know people that say he's a good guy. From what I heard, he's a great father, funny guy, good sense of humor, loves stand-up comedy, uh, loves stand-up. He's just he's a, he's a good dude, okay? He's a good dude and a great ball player. That being said, one of the weakest as far as moves he's made to get championships I've ever seen, okay? God forbid this guy's not happy. God forbid he pouts, he tweets, he threatens to leave when things aren't going great. The Cleveland Cavaliers yesterday literally literally traded half of their roster for a new roster because they weren't happy with how this team is gelling. I mean, that's what they're doing to make this guy happy and the fear that he instills in everybody with his tweets and his crybaby shit. This guy left Cleveland to go play with the in-his-prime Dwayne Wade. He left to go play with the in-his-prime Chris Bosh in Miami, won a title with a stacked team. Okay, got bailed out by Ray Allen, by the way. Got bailed out. By Ray Allen. Let's not forget that shot in game six against the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Okay, got bailed out of that when he wasn't playing good. He was turning the ball over. Okay? But then he goes, I give him the, the championship in Cleveland, although Draymond Green was suspended in that game six, the block and the win in game seven in Golden State was was as solidified. That, that solidified him in my mind. That championship is what counts. That championship is the one Good for him, good from Cleveland and all that stuff. That is all good and well. All right, that's great, okay? But, you know, to sit there and, you know, tweeting at Kevin Love when he wasn't happy with Kevin Love and then being upset with Isaiah Thomas and then hitting a big shot two nights ago to win a game and doesn't even celebrate with Isaiah Thomas. Funny how Isaiah Thomas was traded the next day. He just does these baby moves. Everything is like, well, they have a lot of players. Let me have a... How about your LeBron James? Let people come to you. All right. Instead of you leaving and then instead of you having to have the whole roster changed, why don't you just figure it out with this team and stop tweeting and threatening people? It just I don't know, man. I like the guy and I think he's a good guy, but when it comes to this stuff, it's just he's just a baby and I think it really does tarnish the legacy. You know, the amount of people they got rid of, they got rid of Channing Frye, they got rid of Crowder, they got rid of Isaiah Thomas. They they just they just I mean, they just keep trading people. They got rid of Iman Shumpert. They got rid of, I mean, it's just, I mean, I, honest to God, when you look at it, they got rid of half of their team. And they got Hill, and they got Hood, I think, from from uh, from the Utah Jazz. But it's just always to accommodate LeBron. God forbid he's not happy. He'll start crying and pout and threaten to leave again. It's really fucking weak. It really is, and I just, it, it's annoying to see. You know, the, the, you know, Jordan just stayed where he was and he won with who he was with. He made everybody better. LeBron James is good and I think he makes some people better, but when nobody does it, it's just the shaking of the head. You know, when the quarterback misses the wide receiver and they're shaking the head and it's, it's just a lot of that. And it's really, really annoying. So I hope they lose now. I really do hope they lose now. Because it's just one of the weakest things I've ever seen. I have never seen in the history of the NBA, I've never seen at the tread line a team actually change half of their roster. It, it, it was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. So, you know, that's pretty much all I had with that. It just, it, it just goes to show, and I've been saying this because I've been arguing with people going, you know, this guy gets a bad rap. And this guy, you know, this guy, what what does he have to do? What he has to do is maybe win with the people he's with and not stop, stop, you know, and stop crying about everything else that's going on in the league. How about that? You know, how about that? You know? And let's not forget, and I'm not trying to take anything away from LeBron James, but let's not forget Kyrie Irving in that game seven. Let's not forget that he was putting up 45 points too. Let's not forget that. 
Let's not forget that he has one of the best players in the NBA with him at all times again. You know who did it? Jordan. So I don't want to hear the Jordan comparisons anymore. The Jordan comparisons to LeBron, are, it's a sin. It's an absolute sin. All right. I feel a little better now. Uh, yeah, it just absolutely drove me nuts. Sophia, what are you doing? You want to talk about the... Oh, come here. Let's talk about the dance. Come here. I got my little girl here. Since we had a little conversation with the dance, let's talk about the... Um, let's talk about the daddy-daughter... The daddy-daughter dance. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to bring up the other stuff, and i got to probably tone it down a little bit. But come here, Sophia. So, um, what I'm going to give you a quick little interview. Uh, what did you think of the daddy-daughter uh, ball, the, the dance we went to? Good, I liked it. You liked it? Um, okay, you can't really eat cookies during the interview, but uh, what was your favorite part of it? Um, when Mommy was doing the ice cream. Alright, well, before you said that it was when me and you danced, and now it's when Mommy gave the ice cream? That's that's not really helping my argument for this podcast. But do you, do you, <laughs> did you like dancing with me? Yeah, more. I like dancing with you more. There we go. Alright, you like dancing with me more. Yeah, I mean, that would have been... Yeah, the daddy-daughter, those are all the memories. Okay, that's what my daughter's going to remember. What's your favorite part? Mommy being there, spying on us while giving strangers scoops of ice cream. Uh, <laughs> and then we did the spin, spin under the legs, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were out there doing it up. We were out there doing it up for sure. Um, all right. Well, let me, let me. Yes. Okay. Well, let me finish up the podcast now. Uh, a couple more minutes here. So, uh, yeah. So that was my thing. That was the uh, that was a trade deadline with uh, with the NBA yesterday that drove me nuts. I'm gonna put something out there on Facebook, which is probably gonna absolutely drive people crazy. Or, but I don't care. I don't care because it needs to be said. It needs to be said. Like, how much more accommodating... Sophia, hold on one second. How much more accommodating does do people have to be to one of the greatest players to ever live? I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. Uh, okay, guys. We're, oh, I got some stuff. I got some... Um, I got some plugs. Yeah, we did everything. But this has been a good one. I feel like this has been a good one. For sure. This has definitely been a good podcast. We did the uh, we did the movies and we did the sports. What else did we do? We did the unacceptables. My unacceptable got into some stuff today. So uh, yeah, this was one of those that I, as one of those where I'm like, man, I could do like two hours, but obviously, I mean, I can't do two hours. But um, let's do uh, what do we got here? We got some plugs. Got some plugs where I'm gonna be. Okay, and guys, please, as I said. Please check out the amazing sponsors of of the uh, of the show. Uh, please check out Chassis, amazing product. Go to them, get your uh, get your bottle of Chassis today. You can get it at uh, ChassisForMen.com and also um, go to Amazon.com for uh, for your Chassis uh, bottle of uh, premium body powder for your man care for down there. Also, All Things Comedy, guys. Go to All Things Comedy. Um, they really are turning into a funnier die with all of the stuff. Funny, um, you know, of course, podcasts and, and great albums. Uh, they're doing my special, which we're working on, which is, they've been amazing with that. And, um, you know, all kinds of content, television content now and, and web series shows and all that. So check out All Things Comedy. And Coach Mike, check out Coach Mike. And Mike, you were right. The dog is getting aggressive towards the cats again. He definitely is getting aggressive towards the cats again. So we got to work it out. Like I always have to intercept it, but he's being a um, he's being a bullying dickhead. To be honest, you know the cats are in their senior years now. They're teenagers. We've had them since they're seven weeks old, and this asshole comes in at two years old and he thinks he's running stuff. It's just it is what it is. But we definitely have to figure that out because it's uh, it's not cool and. You were right when you were like, he's going to continue to try. He is, so we need you over here. But check out Coach Mike, too, City Living Dog. All right, guys. He, I got a lot of cool shows coming up. Let me go to the site here. But um, I will be... Let me give you the... Uh, I will give you the... I will be this week. Okay, well, tonight I'll be in Pleasantville, but this is going to come out too late. So I, you know, but I'll be in Pleasantville tonight in Westchester. Um... I will be, tomorrow, I will be doing two sets in the small but nice uh, standing room in Long Island City, Queens. 
think it's guys I'm not even kidding the seats like 30 people tops I'll be doing some new bits in there um then on the 12th I will be at the stand then I will be in California guys performing on Valentine's Day February 14th I will be at the Venice Comedy Underground in uh, Venice uh California uh one of the hottest rooms in the country Always sold out and packed. I heard some of you guys are going to be out there for that. I'm excited to do that room. My buddy Bronston uh, Jones runs the room. And uh, comedians all over the country talk about how great the room is when you're in California. So I'm excited to get on that show. Um, It happened to work out. So I will be on that. I know what you guys are thinking. Well, Paul, it's Valentine's Day. Dude, what about your wife? Relax. We go out to dinner plenty of times. We're going to go out before I leave for California. And we're going to have a nice dinner. Okay? We don't have to make a night. You guys know how I feel. I've talked about it on the podcast so many times. Valentine's Day is one of the dumbest holidays ever. You know, just an excuse to eat fucking chocolate and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So, sorry. I'm just getting a text here. This is the funniest thing about being uh, friends with comedians that are in California. Joe Bartnick just texted me. What happened? You blew a tire at the Dave & Buster's? <laughs> Oh, that's great. No, uh, so anyway, yeah. So so um, we're going to go out. We're going to do something nice, and then I will be in Venice uh, at the Comedy Underground on the 14th, and I will be opening for Bill Burr, guys. Uh, my dear friend Bill Burr and I will be at the Arlington Theater, beautiful place in uh, Santa Barbara, California on February 15th. Then I fly right back home. I'm only going to be in California for like not even three days, two and a half days. I fly home on the 16th and I will be at uh, Norwalk Comedy Presents the Fairfield Comedy Club. That's right. That amazing new comedy club in Fairfield is now doing a room in Norwalk. I had a blast there. It was always sold out in Fairfield. I know they're going to do a good job in Norwalk. So I'll be in Norwalk, Connecticut on the 16th. Okay, so a bunch of shows. I'll be in uh, New York City. I will be in California. And I will be in um, Connecticut uh, coming up in the next week, week and a half here. All right, so you can check out those. For more dates and more details on all that, you can go to um, paulverzi.com and check all that stuff out. And also, guys, please check me out on um, Instagram now. I'm trying to do the Instagram. I'm getting better with it, but I'm, I'm now, I, I just like denied doing it for years because of, I was, you know, working on the Facebook, working on the Twitter, but now I'm doing the, um, the, the Instagram. So get me on all three of those um, and, and follow me on that. And uh, there you have it. I think we covered a lot of things. I am sorry for you uh, nerds who got upset with me about the superhero thing. You know what I mean. It's just getting out of hand. And and that's all there is to it. Um, Bob Lane, thank you for uh, bringing my uh, anxiety slash angst to another level, which helped me rant more during this podcast uh, with the daddy-daughter thing being canceled. And um, yeah. I'm glad my little girl came in and was able to make me just like calm down with it a little, <laughs> a little bit, you know, so, uh, and it is snowing here, guys. Nobody said that. They never get it right. They never get it right. I mean, it's snowing here now. Like I have shit to do tonight. The, 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 the driveway is covered. Everything is covered. I didn't know this was happening. My Lexus sucks in the snow. I mean, it should be okay because it's not a lot. But how come there's no word of it? There's no word of it. And then the whole world shuts down when there's going to be three inches. But nobody says anything when you get like an inch. I would at least like a warning. God forbid I need my wife's car tonight because, you know, if I need my wife's car tonight, it's going to be all hell's going to break loose. Wife's going out with the friends tonight. And the kids are going to a babysitter tonight. And I get to work locally. So it should uh, should be an interesting night. Um, I love when my wife, I don't know, women don't really like when their dude goes out. I feel like more, I feel like when a guy goes out, it's always like, where are you going? What's going on? But I feel like when a woman goes out, the guy's always like, you know, all right, yeah, have fun. I want, I want my wife to go out and have fun. I mean, I don't want her to get hammered. You never want your, you never want your wife or your girl to be the one that like, 
has to be taken home in another car and she's crying. <laughs> oh, there's always one of those with every group. There's always the crier. I just know what I want. Ugh. That, I, never have to, I never have to worry about that. But uh, this has been the show. I had a good time with the show. You guys are the best. And wherever you're listening, guys, Denmark, New Zealand, Croatia, Shout out to all the military out there. John Baxley and Josh. Hopefully the animals are out there listening. That's right. There's a platoon that named themselves the animals because of TVE. And all of their call signs or names or whatever you want to call it is a different animal, which is amazing because of the show. So shout out to you, Japan, all of you guys listening. Denmark, you Dutch motherfucker. Uh, the, the, the UK, Canada, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Please write in um, about, uh, please write in about every, every, let me know, talk to me, ask me questions, suggestions, write in how you like Chassis, write in if Coach Mike helped you, write in uh, about all things comedy, write in if you want me to talk about something else, uh, suggestions and all that, thank all you Patreon listeners uh, for as little, for three to five dollars, that's it guys, you get more stuff, more stories, more interviews, amazing interviews, interviews with guys like Bill Burr, uh, Rich Voss, Bobby Kelly, uh, Tim Dillon, recently um, Pete uh, Davidson on Saturday Night Live. All the, you know, you get more stuff, more stories, pictures, and all that stuff too. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been episode uh, 343. Uh, Until next time, I am out of here. Be good.